welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and this week we're going to talk about something that some of you may not care the least bit about, but I enjoy each year reviewing college football and basketball coaching salaries. Mostly, these astronomical figures just drive me crazy. So, when the 2023 rankings came out earlier this year, I decided to share some of this with you kind listeners as we head into football season. Those of you who have seen or heard these salaries previously will not be surprised by what we have today, and those who haven't will be amazed and probably somewhat sickened. I know the arguments are that most of these are base salaries which aren't that high, but so-called compensation figures are what drive the earnings into the stratosphere. And to try to make sense of coaching salaries is a very futile effort that has never, ever made sense to me. Some of the parameters that are used by colleges are total wins in a season, conference championships, bowl or tournament appearances, postseason wins, poll rankings, awards, academic status of players. And then, on top of that, one has to figure in buyouts, which are also totally outrageous. It's interesting to note about 20% of college coaches in all sports are fired every year. Some wind up at another school even after NCAA penalties have been leveled, such as our own Bruce Pearl at Tennessee, who's now grabbing big bucks at Auburn coaching basketball. And of course, agents are also a big reason money's going up. Usually an agent takes about 4 to 10% of a player or coach's contract. The number one agent in America, I had no clue, is Scott Boros, B-O-R-O-S, a Major League Baseball maven who has 13 contracted folks who make over $10 million a year. His company's annual revenue is about $160 million a year. Now, supposedly, there are over 200 college football and basketball coaches making over $1 million a year, and actually 50 who are making over $3 million a year. Totally amazing. The average coaching salary for collegiate coaches is somewhere in the mid-six figures. These new name, likeness, and image contracts are now a big deal for players and coaches alike, with some college students, even as a freshman, getting seven figures a year. And this might, according to many of my friends, and I tend to agree, soon lead to the downfall of college sports. Let's examine football coaches' salaries first. Our own Tennessee's Josh Heupel is listed at number 11 in the nation at $9 million. His record in 2022 was a very good 11-2 with a bowl win, so maybe according to the data he needs to be in this position. At number 10 sits Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, also with $9 million. However, his record was 5-7 last year, and he's clearly on the hottest seat in college football. What in the world was that school thinking? Number 9 is UT's favorite coach ever, Lane Kiffin, who has pumped up Ole Miss fans the last two years. Although he produced a 10-2 slate in 2021, He slipped last year to 8-5, not exactly raise-worthy. Matt Rule slides in at number 8 at Nebraska, once a continual powerhouse, 
the Huskers had begun a slide into obscurity. So the powers that be decided to hire Rule and gift him with $9.25 million on the heels of a 4-8 record from the previous mentor. Good luck with that decision. Number seven belongs to perennial top fiver, Ohio State coach Ryan Day, who has a 34-4 record with the Buckeyes. $9.5 million a year should make Day a happy camper for this year on the back of a very good 11-2 charted season last year. Number six belongs to Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Not sure what the folks up there were throwing around when they gave him $9.5 million this year after a 5-7 campaign last year. But, boy, I'd love to go up there and coach for one season and then get fired. Brian Kelly rolls in at number five. After doing somewhat okay at Notre Dame, he headed to Louisiana State University and was rewarded with a $9.5 million contract coming off a 10-4 record. If we look now at four, that's going to be Lincoln Riley at the University of Southern California, who tops the $10 million mark, we think, and because they are a private school, it's all guesswork what they actually pay. He at least had a pretty decent mark last year with an 11-3 run. Clemson's Dabo, D-A-B-O, gotta love that name, Swinney, had another big year at 11-3, though he looked poor against our volunteers in last year's bowl game with a 31-14 loss. Despite that, he will draw a $10.5 million paycheck 2023. Number two, kind of surprisingly, Kirby Smart, with two national titles under his belt in two years at Georgia, is not number one, but number two. At $11.25 million, 15-0 record last year, if I were Kirby, I'd be upset at being in the second spot behind the proverbial leader, previous mentor, Nick Saban. And, of course, no shock at the top of the pile is the much-beloved Nick Saban, who got a nice bump in an off year to $11.7 million in 2023. A mediocre, for the tide anyway, season at 11-2 was not worthy of this kind of a bump, but the six national titles for Nick and a 183-25 record in Tuscaloosa convinced the folks to offer up the big bucks. Hmm. I think it's interesting if you divide these figures by the number of games played, minutes, etc., the per-hour fee is so nauseating. It makes me wonder what universe the trustees, athletic directors, donors, and fans are thinking. Now, let's jump over to basketball. Because they have so many more games, the per-hour yield is much less, but there's still some sky-high salaries for what is accomplished. Coming in at number 10 is Buzz Williams at Texas A&M with a mere $4.1 million. 25-10 record is nothing to scream about. Number nine is Eric Musselman at Arkansas. With a 22-14 slate last year, the Razorbacks have given him a $4.1 million check for 2023. Number eight did belong to Bob Huggins at West Virginia at $4.2 million, but unfortunately in June, he was guilty of his second DUI and resigned his position. By the time this podcast airs, he'll probably be rehired somewhere else. 
Number seven is Brad Underwood at Illinois, who's earning $4.6 million. I'm still not sure why with a 2013 record last year, but what do I really know about any of this? Tony Bennett at Virginia comes in the number six slot with a very nice $4.8 million off of a decent 25-8 slate in 2022. Our former Bruce Pearl, as I mentioned, out of Auburn, rolled to a $5.5 million pickup after going 21-13 last season. Tennessee's Rick Barnes has now made the big time in his twilight years. $5.5 million, not at all bad for a 25-11 record, considering the posters had him in the top five early on, and we know where he finished. Number three, Tom Izzo, Michigan State. Also had a 2013 campaign. He's going to cash in $5.7 million. Another do what? Number two is no surprise. Bill Self at $6 million. He led Kansas to a 28-8 slate and is loaded again this year. And topping the list, no surprise, John Calipari. Surprise at $8.5 million at the University of Kentucky. A dismal 22-12 record, early exits from the tournament, and no title since 2012 did not prevent the financial wizards of the Bluegrass State from rewarding him with a lifetime contract. I have no concept of where these people's brains reside. I could not find, after a very lengthy search, a reasonable current range for athletic directors other than our own Tennessee's Danny White at $2.2 million. Now, in fairness, folks, the athletic directors do supervise the entire athletic program, so it's possible that he and other athletic directors could be worth that supervising salary. I hope that you all will enjoy the upcoming football and basketball seasons and not let this broadcast tempt you to not donate to your alma mater and to other causes that actually help the athletes as they go through their daily rigors in attempting to get an education. And I thank you all for listening. I leave you with these thoughts. If you want to achieve excellence, you can get there today. As of this second, quit doing less than excellent work. Great advice from Thomas Watson, the founder of IBM. The other, where large sums of money are concerned, it is advisable to trust nobody from one of my favorite authors, Agatha Christie. Now, folks, thanks again for listening. If you have any comments, questions, please send them to shellgriff at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-G-R-I-F at gmail.com. And as I always say, please have a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you a little further up the road. Thank you.